This, this is the Second Second Story Podcast. Welcome back to the Second Story Podcast. I'm Max Spitz. I'm a bald man. For some time, I had known I was losing my hair, and when I asked some friends if I should go fully bald, one of them who did hair and makeup offered to bring her clippers over and take care of it that night. She did, and I've never looked back. The only reason this holds any significance, really, is because I did previously have longer-than-shoulder-length hair and was only 21 when I made this choice. The culture of hair for black folks, however, holds weight far beyond style, including rituals that run deep in families and communities. In this week's story, teller Alex Dauphet shares her journey towards the big chop and how she found freedom in shedding that weight. Recorded live in January 2022, Second Story is proud to present Hairstory. Don't touch my hair When it's the feelings I wear Don't touch my soul I didn't know how much I was caring until I let it go. It's the first summer of the great pandemic in hot Atlanta. While white people are realizing that racism still exists, my black, mostly queer go-to crew is assembling for a PG-13 campout in my friend's backyard. Tommy's silky ear-length waves brush my cheek as she welcomes Shelby and I at the door. She leads us to her molasses kitchen table where her cinnamon hands point out a pair of scissors and an electric razor. I gently pick them up, cuddle their weight in my hands. I feel like a pyro holding a match over Tinder. Shelby's eyes balloon. You're cutting it all off today? I am, in fact, cutting it all off today. But you have such good hair. I roll my eyes. According to my mother, my hair was not just good, it was God sent. As a child, she prayed for a daughter with long, luscious locks, just like her doll, Maritza. 30-ish years later, mom's morning sickness is so bad, it turns her skin green. As she hurls, my grandmother beams. She is going to have a lot of hair. God is faithful. Just a few trimesters later, I am born with a head full of thick Yvonne 3C waves. It was beautiful. It was worth it. I'm now in Tommy's bathroom. My hands clumsily rip apart tangled clumps of afro and weave them together for the last time. My heart jitters like I swallowed lightning. Pause for a moment, take a look in the mirror. It's a mess. Uneven strands stick out of untidy braids like a charcoal jester's cap. I can hear my mother scream in agony as my sore arms muscle the hair with hasty resentment. Even at the end, I can't find joy in the ritual of black woman hairdom. I feel guilty. I feel ecstatic. It is a few days before my ninth Halloween and I am going as none other than my teen dream queen, Brandy, AKA Moesha, AKA Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, but more specifically pop star Brandy since I went to Cinderella with Brandy last year. Brandy has become a bit of a girl crush. 
it was love at first impossible and things are happening every day to ensure that everything is ready for the big night first i've assembled my costume a royal blue xenon girl of the 21st century rain jacket shiny navy bell bottoms and a white t-shirt with cobalt b-r-a-n-d-y ironed on my back by my mother i have also prepared a script i'm brandy can i have some candy and following in the Team Dream Queen's dance steps, I have choreographed and rehearsed my own slice of life hits like, I put my hands in my pockets and don't step on the jacket. Now, all that I need are Brandy's signature micro braids. My mother cushions me between her legs, a pillow as my butt rests, the couch as my back rests and begins taming my mane. My strict aunt helps from the side. They plow through fields with combs, water roots with dacks, and pry apart knotted branches with fingertips. Grab, pull, braid. Grab, pull, ow! Alexandra, we are doing this for you. My aunt scolds. I fall silent, swallowing the sharp sting in my scalp. Cock my head down low, cradling it between my palms. I feel a swell coming from the back of my eyes. Bite my lip to keep them dry, redirect them to the parent trap on TV. I wonder if it takes Lindsay Lohan this long to do her hair and if it hurts this much. My mom and aunt work diligently over the next three days, nimbly knitting 120 micro braids over 18 hours. By the time the last strand is crocheted, my back is throbbing, my butt is numb, and an all too familiar headache pummels as I stand up and tremble towards the bathroom mirror. Turn on the light switch and all 32 teeth shine back at me. It was beautiful. It was worth it. I step out to Tommy's backyard, hair in bulky, haphazard swirls. A bristling bonfire awaits, surrounded by a beautiful black rainbow. As I approach, Coco lips split white. You ready? Yeah, I manage between thumping heartbeats, but can we film it? Yes, reverberates and the group buzzes to work. Tommy brings out a tripod from the house, Shelby and Max set up iPhones at opposing angles, and Christina holds a blood orange rain fly against a tree. How's this look? Shakira groans, uh, a little to the left. Alex, sit in front of the fire, Adrian directs. Oh yes, this looks great. Christina ships, how about now? Shakira squints, oh, a little to the right. Aja snarls, it's a little crumpled. Shakira throws her hands up, just take it all down. Adrian focuses, I'm losing my people, we gotta go. Alex, you good? All 95 pounds of 13-year-old prepubescent adrenaline are tingling as my mom and I pull up to generic black beauty salon. It is a whole new world. Lollipop chairs plop on Neville's swivels, a giant mirror flows to infinity, and a black and white TV buzzes with an I Love Lucy marathon. She has a lot of hair. The mocha stylist says as she undoes my braids. My mom challenges, you think you can do it? Yes, give me three hours. My mom waves goodbye, Lucy dances, and Mocha starts roughhousing. She bites my coils with her fine tooth comb, pulling down hard until the seesaw gives. Stiffen my neck as she rips my roots. Feel my eyes swell. I shut my mouth, but they squeal a little. You tend to hit it, huh? Lucy consults with Ethel as Mocha leads me to the sink and scratches my dandruff to orgasm. <laughs> the euphoria is short-lived. Mocha abandons me under a burning space helmet to work on another client. 
Ricky leaves and comes home three times before the timer goes off. Mocha walks over, pats my head, and reignites. Lucy and Ricky argue. It's heated. The timer rings again, and Mocha extinguishes my scalp with a quick rinse, towels my hair dry. She then whips out a flamethrower for round two. My mother pops her head back into the salon to check in. Another hour, Mocha lies. My eyes beg for help. Mom gives me two thumbs up and walks out. I am betrayed. I watch as Mocha loads her curl. I watch as Mocha loads her kiln with medieval torture tools, a glow with rage. Her iron comb is still angry as it singes my roots obedient. I squirm. Don't move, Mocha warns. I freeze in terror. Grab, pull, burn. Grab, pull, burn. My fur begins to smolder and I panic. No one else notices. It smells like my mom after she styles her hair like Felicia Rashad. Ricky scolds Lucy. Mom pops her head back in. Mocha smiles, guilty. Another 45. Mocha then whips out her final instrument of destruction, a snapping clamp with two smoking silver plates that shriek when forced together. In broad fluorescent light, Mocha murders my waves squeezing the withered curls until they fall limp. To add insult to injury, she knocks me on the head when I don't participate enough, when I don't pull my head in the opposite direction. It's a brutal tug of war. My hair, the rope, my neck, the loser every time she lets go. Grab, pull, press. Grab, pull, press. Thousand whip flashes and three Lucy apologies later, Mocha turns to my mom, now sitting on the salon bench. Do you want me to add curls? My face roars, no! This time, my mom gets it. That's okay. My head is pounding, ringing as the chair spins me around to face the mirror. Looking back at me is exactly what I've always wanted. Long, straight, pantene hair. I smile, stunned. As I nurse my headache on the way back to the car, my mom tells me I will need to repeat this ritual every two weeks to maintain the new look. I feel the swell, chew my cheek to brace. This time, it breaks. It was beautiful. It was worth it. The warmth of the bonfire caresses me softly as I make an offering. Everyone can cut one. As the scissors hover in limbo, Aja sucks on an imaginary lemon. I think you should do it yourself, girl. I acquiesce, pulling the blades back towards me. Shelby and Mac hit record. Adrian crouches down low. With a quick breath, I grab the unicorn twist between my forehead, pull it long, and cut. My scalp feels cool as a collective gasp washes over. I stare at the giant tail in my hand, stunned, numb, frozen. Eventually, a warm whisper invites me to Keep going. Grab, pull, cut to me crying in the girls' locker room after a white boy called my braids toe up. Grab, pull, cut to me waking up with swollen earlobes after tying my headscarf too tight. Grab, pull, cut to me sitting on the bench in PE while the other kids swam. Grab, pull, cut to the texturizer that made my hair fall out in high school. Grab, 
pull, cut to hot comb burns on my neck and arms and shoulder. Grab, pull, cut to the white girl who pet my fro in college and told her boyfriend to join in. Grab, pull, cut to headaches from roll down car windows and high buns and ponytails and detangling and tangling and blowing and drying and pressing and prodding and living. As the blade hacks through the last twist, a 29 year tension migraine evaporates instantly. I look at the scratchy black tumor in my hand, place it in the pile. No swell, no tears, nothing. Nothing weighing me down. My friends were up like I just performed the last song of Beychella. I stand up, wobble towards them, almost tipping over from the lightness, the lightheadedness. I dance barefoot on moonlit grass blades. I shake my head to mute music and giggle when it doesn't hurt. I whip and I nay nay and I see a new me through my friend's eyes. Aja and Adrian twinkle, Shelby brightens, Shakira sprinkles. I'm gonna go look now. I bounce down the hallway to the guest bathroom, ready to meet Lupita Nyong'o in the mirror. I switch on the lights and face myself in the reflection. Oh, hell no. I look like a chia pet with alopecia. I burst back outside. All of this has to go. Tommy acts swiftly, grabbing the electric buzzer from inside. The razor hums as I shave down the center. Now on the third pass, the motor gives out. I am now rocking Apache reverse mohawk. My eyes mistle around the circle begging for rescue. All I have left is my pussy razor, Tommy shrugs. After a thorough cleaning, I have my queer baptism. Mac meticulously etches my scalp until it's smooth like marble. My fingers graze the empty fields, dance atop my baldness. We whip out the hose and the fuzzy shreds skate off my body. My scalp tastes water for the first time, feels the shiver of a breeze, the plush scratch of a beach towel. Once dry, I walk down the familiar hallway, this time much slower. I cautiously turn on the light and approach the mirror. I squint. My eyes start to the empty space that was once filled. Slowly, they recalibrate, move into hazel skin and hilltop cheekbones and almond eyes and pillow lips and a burly nose. For the first time, I don't see my hair. I see me. I am beautiful, and gosh, was I worth it. This story was produced by Vic Winter, curated by Shapsara Satimu, and directed by Alessa Duncan, with music and sound design by DJ Elokari. The Second Story podcast is produced by Max Spitz. 
Second story is located in the traditional homelands of the Council of the Three Fires, the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi Nations. Our programming is made possible by the MacArthur Fund for Arts and Culture at the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation, the Paul M. Angel Family Foundation, the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, Illinois Arts Council Agency, Innovation 80, the Lupo Family, Eric Rothstein and Gina Wamek, Athene Karras and Thomas Applegate, James Lupo, Jessica Wetmore, Jeffrey and Joan Goldwater, Katie and Peter Hauser, and many generous individuals like you. I'm Max Spitz, and this, this is... is the Second, Second Story Podcast.